From the Daily Northwestern, this is The Weekly. I'm Corey Mueller. Welcome to the show. Our regular host, Shane McKeon, is out of town this week, so I'm filling in. It's week six, week six. Midterm season is hopefully coming to a close, and you can finally get some rest before round two comes your way. Though school might seem awful right now, that doesn't taint the memories for a lot of alums, many of whom came back to campus this past weekend for homecoming. The Dailies' Molly Glick and Sid Stone went out to some homecoming events to talk to the returning Wildcats. What brings people back to Northwestern? This past weekend was NU's annual homecoming, so we went back to some of the festivities to talk to alums. We wanted to hear a little bit more about why they schlepped back to campus. Kicking off the weekend at the pep rally, we definitely noticed a pattern among the alums. I played in the band when I was here. I was a numb alum, so this is kind of fun. I was in the marching band myself, so just getting ready to cheer everything on. I'm so pumped. David Kostolanchik was one of the many former marching band members at the parade on Friday. He came to watch his son, a sophomore, play in the band. Kostolanchik graduated in 1986 and studied math and political science. Today, he lives in Budapest, Hungary, and works as the Deputy Ambassador of the United States. Very happy to be back here at my alma mater for my 30th reunion. This weekend I'm looking forward to seeing friends, and I'm just looking forward to seeing everything that's new and exciting about the campus. It's a great, great school. He told us a little bit about why his time at Northwestern was so valuable to him. Northwestern gave me the inspiration to do what I do right now. I'm a diplomat. I travel the world. And the people who I met here, the professors I had, uh, the experience I had living at the International Studies Residential College gave me the push and the drive to do what I do, and I'm still doing it. Other alums come to reunions so they can bring their family to campus. Zver Roang studied political science and graduated from NU in 1991. This year's homecoming was the first time that he brought his kids to campus. He said that his daughter is just starting to look at colleges as a prospective student. So it was good to see them dressed up in the Northwestern gear. Uh, we are looking at beautiful Daring Library, lit up in purple, which is perfect. I don't know, it's just awesome. Big crowd, uh, bands, drums, it's good. For a lot of alums, the energy on campus on a game day makes the cost of plane tickets worth it. Josh Raytano graduated in 2015 as an economics and history major. Honestly, tailgating at the football game with all everyone who's coming back to town. Just, I guess, a good time to come back and celebrate. Be a part of campus again. Be a part of Northwestern. The biggest draw? A lot of alums said that their friends from Northwestern were what brought them back. It was John Baumracker's 50th reunion. When he wasn't watching football, he was catching up with his fraternity brothers. So we were very close. We've stayed close. And a lot of us are here. A couple of us have died. And uh, probably won't come back for the 100th reunion. Why not? <laughs> A big part of homecoming weekend, of course, is the football game at Ryan Field. And a big tradition up there, as we all know, is jingling our keys at opposing teams during kickoffs. So where exactly does that tradition come from? Our Shane McKeon did some digging and headed up to the Cats game last weekend to get to the bottom of it. Imagine you're in the student section at a Northwestern football game. The game's about to start, you're standing on the bleachers, surrounded by hundreds of purple shirts, and as the cats come on the field for the opening kickoff, you hear this sound. Oh, 
That's the sound of students jingling their keys during a kickoff. Before the game, I asked about a half a dozen students what they thought about the tradition, and there was one word that came up again and again. I think it's really elitist, and even though we should support our team, that doesn't necessarily mean to the detriment of other teams. I think it's kind of just like an elitist thing that we do. I think even though it's a tradition that's been passed down, you know, all traditions aren't necessarily good, and I think this one is pretty obviously elitist. I think there are better ways to make noise than to offend a, you know, a big group of people. That was Rachel Doherty, Alina Modamelvo, Arnold Johnson, and Luke Peterson. And all four of them basically said the same thing. They said this noise-making tradition is elitist. And so I asked them all the same question. For someone who doesn't know that association you have between like elitism and key jingling, can you explain like what that connection is in your mind? Yeah, I mean, for me, key jingling, as I was explained to by like my PA, was um, like, oh, you're gonna go park our cars when we graduate, like even though we're going to lose. I actually did, found out the same way, and I was a peer advisor this year, and I basically told my students the same thing. And actually, as a like, I'm proud that like most of them didn't do it because you know the students come in and they realize that like that's actually an issue. We don't need to do that. We don't need to treat ourselves like higher than other universities. Jingling our keys is essentially like saying these other students are going to be our valets and that they're going to be working for us someday. For us to say something that's against other students is just really offensive to me. Not everyone saw it this way, though. I think it's a wonderful tradition. That's Luke Norland. It's just a way for us to really show our superiority over especially other Big Ten teams. You know, being the best academic institution in the Big Ten, I think it's kind of some, kind of some funny to funny to do. Now, when Duke comes to town, I don't necessarily know if that makes a whole lot of sense, but I mean, I think it's it's kind of fun, you know. Northwestern students aren't very rowdy people. We can have some fun jingling keys. I think that's okay. So, which is it? Is it truly elitist, or is it just a way to make noise? I put the question to Kevin Leonard. He's the university archivist. I was hoping there was some easy answer to this question, but no. He said he doesn't have a definitive commentary or document about the tradition. He did point out that several other schools jingle their keys during kickoffs, so it's not just Northwestern. But he sent me something else. A column published in the Daily, written by Christine Brennan. Brennan graduated in 1980, and she's now a sports columnist for USA Today. She wrote this column in 2005, and I actually have a copy of it printed out right here. And in it, she recounts a game she attended in the late 1970s. Those of us who did come to the game often left in the third quarter to go to the library, especially if we were already losing by three or four touchdowns. Is it any wonder we cheered the way we did when I was an undergrad from 1976 to 1980? That's all right. That's okay. You're going to work for us someday. Our SATs are higher. Our SATs are higher. Leonard was also a student here during those years, and he said he remembers those chants as well. Alina Monomelvo, one of the students we heard from earlier, she has her own theory. I think the like group atmosphere of it really contributes to it. And I think that's why a lot of people do it is because like everyone around them is doing it. It makes a lot of noise, it's kind of fun. It's like we don't have too many like traditions. So like any little thing just feels like, oh, like this is a big thing, like, oh. School spirit, like school pride. And that's our show. Thanks to our contributors, Sid Stone, Molly Glick, Sam Burnitz, and Shane McKeon. I'm the Daily's audio editor. 
The Weekly is a production of the Daily Northwestern, Northwestern and Evanston's only daily news source since 1881. You can find us online at dailynorthwestern.com, as well as on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram. I'm Corey Mueller, and as always, thanks for listening.